0: thing
1: are there yes. really bear cats? yeah there are like is
0: that yeah. just a cat with no skin <laughs> 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 or no hair
2: <laughs> <laughs> that took me a minute i was like what is she talking about what's that a bear d- cat so good that would be a b-a-r-e, <laughs> B-A-R-E cat not a b-e-a-r cat uh, <laughs> oh yeah yeah, yeah. Track Welcome to the Cultivating Ministry Podcast. Strategies, resources, and conversations equipping leaders to cultivate healthy ministry environments. My name is Chris Lynch, host of the Cultivating Ministry Podcast. And we are uh, beyond excited to have you with us for another episode. Uh, This week on the the podcast, we're going to talk about uh, coaching. Uh, Coaching is one uh, one of the services we offer at Cultivate Group. So we thought it'd be a helpful time to talk to you a little bit about what coaching is. And how it might can be helpful for you, uh, in in your ministry context. I'm joined by some of my greatest friends tonight again, and they'll introduce themselves in a moment as we open tonight talking about so talking about coaching. Um, we're gonna let each of them share an experience they've had with a coach, either uh, themselves or their kids or their grandkids or their. I don't know, whatever else I, could be a good experience, could be a bad experience. The greatest thing about this is I have no idea what's coming. And so it's always a uh, little bit uh, anxiety ridden when I throw <laughs> it out to you guys to let you say this stuff and not know what's coming next. But um, that's the way we roll here on the Cultivating Ministry podcast. So uh, you might want to go first tonight. You might feel froggy about talking about coaching in your life. Nope. froggy. Yeah, you feeling froggy? You want want to jump? Feel froggy? <laughs> you feel froggy? Jump? You never heard that, Kay?
3: Nope, never. Kay, go, go, go first. And yeah, <laughs> when you
2: when you when you introduce yourself, they'll explain understand why you didn't understand that that thing because I think I'm that's from a Southern the north. Term. Correct.
3: <laughs> what do you call us up north?
2: Um, well, I call you a Midwesterner because I was corrected okay. that people in Ohio are not Yankees; they're Midwesterners.
3: Well, who are Yankees then?
2: I guess it's from Ohio east. over.
3: Oh. East of
2: Ohio, I guess, is Yankees. I don't know. I have no idea. I'm not, Green, I don't,
3: okay.
2: I don't know east the east line east. of demar I don't know the line of demarcation between Yankees and Midwesterners, but I think I thought it was you that I once called a Midwesterner. I am I mean line. what'd she say?
1: <laughs> Mason Dixon line.
2: Well yeah yeah, um, but not east that didn't help East and West though, because Ohio is above the Mason Dixon line.
1: Mm-hmm. But it's
2: not, but they're not Yankees. Anyway, Kay, introduce yourself and tell us about time. We hey, to
3: the I'm, I'm Kay and I'm from Ohio. I'm a Midwestern, Midwestern, I
2: don't
3: know, Ohioan. I don't, don't know. Westerner. Okay, yeah. And I haven't <laughs> taken my melatonin tonight. so. <laughs> <Is it> she,
2: <laughs> and if she had, she would have no idea where she's from or what, yeah. what, what label would she be anywhere. on
3: there. <laughs> Who am I? Um so yeah, I did I played one season of softball. So I'm not an athlete. But I have um definitely experienced lots of coaches because my kids have played soccer. I've been a uh, I I call myself a professional soccer mom
2: because yes.
3: I have been watching soccer for 20 two years
2: that's a lot of soccer that is non-stop of soccer.
3: yeah and many of those years were double
2: okay um, what's what's your go-to soccer mom snack
3: hmm. like um, what's
2: this like <laughs> that's a weird question like, but
3: what would i take like when you provide
2: like I don't take? soccer moms always are in charge of snacks so i'm just curious what your go-to was it was your turn to provide snacks for your kids teams
3: I don't remember. Now, I just was in charge of team meals for college (laughs) last year. And they were themed, of course, with a sign-up genius and all that. Mm. Uh, But anyway, what's important is the coaching, right? Yep. Um, Yes. and, And I would say probably the best, I think the best coach that we've experienced would actually be my daughter's college coach and um and it's just because he tries to create a culture although well it's a long story but um but when he recruits he he really pushes the culture of the team and um and I think to me that's just as important you know um Mm -hmm. it's more about less about screaming during a game and it's more about um Developing the players to be able to play the game, if that makes sense. So, yeah, that's what I would say.
1: Sports coaching. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Laura, how about you? Uh, I'm Laura McLean from East Tennessee. And being from East Tennessee, Mm -hmm. the Tennessee Vols reign supreme. And so, um, (laughs) when I was a little kid, we were at Profits department store. Any of you southerners will probably remember Profits, um, waiting in line to get tickets for new kids on the block. Oh, and, yeah. um, we're hanging was,
2: tough, baby. We're hanging tough. <clears throat>
1: absolutely, that was my first concert. Uh,
2: uh, oh, the greatest uh, uh, of times, uh,
1: oh. exactly. Man, you're taking me right back. That's
2: um, really scary. I know that.
1: <laughs> no, it's not. Um, it but so we were waiting, and like it snaked. The line snaked through, you know, like the whole downstairs of profits in this this building. Um, And lo and behold, Johnny Majors, the coach of the Tennessee volunteer football team, was there. Um, And so I went up to him and asked for his autograph. And he looked around and he said, yes, I'll give you my autograph. But don't go telling all your little friends because I don't want to be mobbed down here. (laughs) That's <laughs> and, so, and you looked at him
2: and said, that's good because I don't have any friends. So you're yeah, safe. like, I'm it's just
1: <laughs> me and my cousin and my sister over here. So we're fine. We're good.
2: I'll make Xerox copies of your autograph <laughs> and give right. to them. No big deal. Problem that's solved, right. Johnny.
1: Absolutely. Hey,
3: Laura, you actually just um, told everyone how old you are because yeah. imagine the days now where you'd have to stand in line for taylor swift tickets you know and,
1: well you wouldn't even stand in line i mean it's all virtual you know well so, now back yeah, then, oh, right oh gosh oh, yeah we camped out for those mm-hmm. i mean we didn't spend the night but we got there in the wee hours of the morning to get towards the right. front of the line and we still yeah. sat in the nosebleeds
2: oh taylor taylor has announced now that she's going to japan for four nights yeah. for her more wild tour my daughter's in japan so we've got friends are like, what would it cost? Because the tickets it's, are cheaper there. And yep. So, oh my God, they those are. flights
1: are uh, evidently yeah, they are. way cheaper. Yeah. So. I have friends that went to see Beyonce, and uh, where did they go? Uh maybe may have been Berlin, but flights and tickets, like really good seats, were cheaper than just tickets in the U.S. There you go. That's not, crazy. Yeah, mm-hmm. but
2: now flights to Japan be different. But yeah, you know, that's very true. Another sidebar that you didn't—that's yeah. that's free of charge for all you listeners, in case you were. <laughs> and if you're paying for this podcast, um, let us know. We'll cut the middleman out and just pay us.
1: Yeah, right. <laughs> um, <laughs> something has gone terribly wrong in your life if you're <laughs> Car- for this podcast.
2: Caroline, we miss worry. you. Tell everybody who you are and tell about the experience you've had with the coach.
0: Hey, I'm Caroline Wood and I live in um Western North Carolina and and I'll tell you so coaches that I have had have been professional coaches not sports coaches and there's oh. just a, a special way that they bring out the best in you. They know how to ask the questions to get you to think, to get mm-hmm. to get it out of you. They don't give you the answers. They don't, um, or at least mine have not. They have not given me the answers. They've, they ask probing questions. Yep. Mm
2: -hmm. We're going to talk about that some later on as we get into this. Um, So I did play sports growing up. I was I'm not sure I was an athlete, but I played a lot of sports. Right <laughs> I'm, just, I'm not sure. You
3: pretended.
2: That's right. I, I, they didn't, they couldn't make cuts on most of the teams I played on. So, <laughs> um, so actually my claim to fame when in eighth grade, my eighth grade basketball team, I was the offensive MVP for the Dawkins Bearcats, uh, my middle school team uh, and coach Cox was our coach then. And, and he had a, a, a Really great impact on me as a as a human, really more as a, than a player. Um, but one funny story about that was we were really good that year. Uh, we went eighteen and two, won the Peach Street Conference Championship.
1: In case Ooh. you're wondering,
2: I know, right? It's my claim to fame in 1986 <laughs> and 87. Anywho, Did a ring? No, no. We got a t shirt. <laughs> I got the t shirt somewhere in my in a trunk outside still that says Peachtree <laughs> Conference Champions. Anyway. We we were a pretty good defensive team, and one game we had a close game against Woodruff, and we won thirty six to thirty four. Well, the next day in practice, we walked in, and and uh, Coach Cox starts ripping into us, and we were the Dawkins Bearcats, and he's like, "You guys didn't play any defense." He says, "Matter of fact, I think we might change our name. We're going to be the Alkins Bearcats because y'all didn't play any D." <laughs> and I'm like, oh, my God, it's so bad, it's so bad. There's no D at all. If you take the D off of Dawkins, it becomes Alkins. <laughs> so we were the Alkins Bearcats for a week. But he did That's motivate funny. us. The next the next game, we gave up like 10 points to a team in Jonesville. So got that going for us. But, yeah, i got so many <laughs> coach stories. Um, I could sit here all night and tell coach stories, but I won't bore our listeners with that. So, hey, side
1: note, is a Bearcat yeah. a real thing? <clears throat> Are there
2: yes. really bear cats? Yeah, there are. Like you yep.
0: said, just a cat with no skin? <laughs> or no hair? <laughs>
2: <laughs> that took me a minute. I was like, what is she talking about? What's a bear and, cat? So good. That would cat be a B-A-R-E, no B-A-R-E cat, not a B-E-A-R <laughs> <laughs> cat. Oh. Oh, yeah, yeah. Gotcha. I'm tracking. I'm tracking now. Yep. So Thank you. let's let's launch into this kind conversation about coaching. And I think maybe one one place to start is kind of to talk about what coaching is and how does it differ from things like consultants and, and I don't I don't know what else, um, those sort of things. So in y'all's mind, what, what is, what, what is coaching, how is coaching different? What differentiates it from, from consultants and, and, and that kind of thing?
3: Well, I think can, you know, you think of a consultant and it's someone who, is um, a professional in a certain area and um, has a lot of experience and a lot yep. of knowledge. And so when you hire a consultant to come in, you're bringing them in to solve problems or to give suggestions, um, and and you pay big bucks for that, right? For their yep. expertise, um, and yep. they're giving you answers and guiding you that way.
2: Yep.
3: So I'll let it's, someone else... Jump in.
2: it's the exact opposite of what Ka- what Caroline said in her opening was they they yep. ask good questions. they they pull good they they pull um, the best of you out by asking questions. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the thing Kay, Kay, that that one of those things that I've learned in the training I've done is my coaching training was that that as a, a consultant is the expert in the room. Mm-hmm. And as a coach, mm-hmm. you're not the expert in the room necessarily. Now sometimes you may have some experience or expertise in the field. That in the, the same field that the 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 client to use that term has, but but you're trying to help them uncover their own answers versus giving them the way mm-hmm. you would handle it. And so that's one of the one of the different different differentiating. It's a hard word to say. Differentiating <laughs> factors. Um, what else would you say sets sets coaching apart from from other consulting type um, roles? People roles. That's a great word. Thanks.
3: You're welcome. I'm here to help you out.
0: So I would say a coach is um, is more relational. A consultant is more outcome focused.
2: Mm-hmm. Tell me a little more about that. Help me un- unpack that a little bit for me, Caroline.
0: So again, I think a consultant comes in, they want to produce, they want to give you answers of things that will make you successful if you follow their formula, if you follow their uh, principles or whatever it is. A coach is after your development, not just the outcome. So sometimes it may appear as if coaching takes a longer amount of time, but to produce Something I, you know, I don't know that that's true. I don't know what research would say. I mean, I'm trying really hard not to make a Ted Lasso reference here. No, make <laughs> it. Like, exactly. So trust Ted, me,
2: that would be welcome from, from yeah. compared to some of the stuff we talk about on here.
0: <laughs> well, so Ted was after the. He didn't. It wasn't the end of the world when the if they lost. It was you mm-hmm. know be a goldfish. Forget yeah. it. We're moving forward. It wasn't about the outcome. It was about the development of the player, the development of the culture, mm. of 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 developing that winning culture that made the team interdependent.
2: Yeah, mm. yeah.
0: So that's the difference, but to me, between coaching and
1: consulting.
2: Yeah, Laura, would you have anything to add there? That's really good, yeah. Caroline. <clears throat>
1: Um, Just to kind of piggyback off what both of you all said, I I think of a lot of times consultants come in with kind of a pre-made package and they're going to make it fit, you know, tweak it to make it fit wherever your context is. Whereas um, coaches don't come in with a preconceived um, thought, you know, Mm -hmm. like they're open to, they want to hear what's going on and ask the questions and probe that way, that kind of thing. Right. And the yep. beauty in that is that they don't have
3: the answer you do. Right. And, and a great coach is going to draw that out, out yeah. of you because, um, you know, they don't come in, like you said, Laura, with this preconceived or pre-made program or right. idea. So,
2: well, and the way i have learned it and, 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 and learn to appreciate coaching is it's not content related. It's more client centered. Mm-hmm. And so it mm-hmm. is. So there, there's never in a, in a true coaching relationship. If I'm the coach and, and, and Caroline is is my client, I don't ever walk in there and say, well, let's talk about this today. I'm going right. to start that conversation yeah. saying, where do you want to focus today? You know, what's, what, what challenges are you facing? And those kind of things. And then, like you said, and I think the other thing too, that we can, can't is a good coach is going to ask a lot of questions and do a lot of listening. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and uh, because otherwise, if, 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 as a coach, I'm talking more than the person I'm coaching, then, then I'm not doing a good, I'm not doing my job well. And so it's, it's hearing context. And then, and then another, and we could talk, and we could move, I guess, some to some of those skills that coaches are going to develop. You know, we've already heard some of those asking good questions is really good. Being a good listener. Um, but I, those are some of those things that I think are, that if, if you're if you're in a, a coaching relationship and 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 you don't see those things happening then then you might want to find a new coach and I don't mean that to to push you anywhere I don't care who you find um but a true coaching relationship is going to be one that we're just like I said it's client centered it's focused on you it's focused on your context and it's but it's, it's someone who is listening and then asking questions to help you uncover or discover um, your own path forward. They don't come in there saying, "Well, this is what I did," and, and when I was doing this kind of thing. Um, yeah, and it,
3: and what's beautiful about that is that sometimes um, we need um, that coaching in order for ministry to flourish, and a consultant's going to come in and focus on the ministry. Um where a coach is gonna help you um
2: it's really good
3: um unpack your gifts and yep. um and your goals and maybe where you need to um 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 uh, what oh my gosh. Um
1: be, give sp- out, push, be stretched.
3: No. Yeah. Um anyway. <laughs> um but where you're delegate, that's the word um but where you um you know might need to help or something so it it can be more personal and less ministry focused
2: yeah i think it's important too to 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 make make sure we point out that you know because it sounds like if you're just hearing part of this that the coaches are soft and don't really push you or challenge mm -hmm. you you know and and that's the other thing i think is important that you know, most coaches, when they're in a, in a coaching session, you ought to leave a coaching session with with some. What are my next steps? Mm-hmm. You know, now they, a, a good coach is not going to give you the full map. You know, give you the full GPS layout of where you're going in the next twenty seven steps. But every session, you should be leaving there with some kind of. I mean, I use the word homework, and I don't like that word, but I don't know a better action word for plan.
3: it.
2: An action plan of here's the here's here's some things you need to work on that's going to help you move down towards overcoming that challenge or whatever it might be. I mean, that's the important thing. And I think it's also helpful if you're in a, in a, a coaching situation that that you follow through with that and then give feedback to that coach, that's going to help the coach then help you identify and, and evaluate, you know, what went well with it, what didn't go well and, and why was that? And that's going to again, uncover more about, about you as, as the client. And, and that's, that can be a, a very, helpful part of, of a coaching relationship as well. I do think that the, I do think that the, um, I do think that, the uh, that word relationships important too. And, and I think, again, that can be a difference in, in, a, in a coaching and, and consulting um, partnership relationship is that, you know, a coach is going to is because they are focusing more on helping you deal with your situation versus helping you fix your situation. Um, and in doing that, it, it takes getting to know you, just like Kay was talking a minute ago about, you know, knowing what your strengths are and what your weaknesses are. And that can only come in, in the context of a relationship because, you know, otherwise a consultant might could come in and not take time to build that relationship. Just going to say, just do X. Here, here's another thing. Just hit me is a, a consultant typically might be a little more formulaic. And, and yeah. they come in and say if you do A plus B plus C, you're gonna get this result. I know that was a Caroline kind of shook her head. That was a little bigger word than I should probably use. <laughs> um but
0: Ooh, he's using some big old words.
2: Yeah, I pulled my <laughs> I pulled out my Thesaurus before we got started. I was doing a little prep time of night and looked up some big <laughs> words I'm gonna try to throw in there.
0: I like we'll it. We'll see what happens. It's true though. So what
2: what benefits, what, what would you say are the benefits that that one might find um, through having a coach.
0: So I would say um, that the benefits I've always experienced have been a different perspective, a reframing of a situation that I might not be able to see all sides of. Um, just a, a a an encouragement mm. you know, Somebody to say you you really can do this.
2: Yep. And here's
0: mm-hmm. you know when you're at the end and you're like I don't know. Yeah. What I'm gonna do.
2: What what other anybody else? What what that's good, Caroline. I think you're you're spot on there mm-hmm. um, for sure. What other benefits are? I I think that
3: yeah. accountability. You know, mm-hmm. um, if you're setting goals or um, wanting to make some changes or improvements and um, we can say it all we want or, you know, we can tell a friend or whatever, but a coach is going to hold you accountable um, and help you <clears throat> move forward rather than just be a stick yep. in the mud. I don't know. Yep. Um, <clears throat> yeah, that's but I good. think that's huge.
2: So accountability, um, different perspective, Laura, what would you say would be benefits
1: of, of, a, of a coaching relationship? Um, I both of those obviously, but he um, stole my
2: answers. I know, right?
1: That's that's yeah. why you should go first. But you know, right? Um, the introvert doesn't do that, although we all <laughs> several of us are. But um, <clears throat> I just think um, it also helps you to take a it goes along with the different different perspective, but to take that time out to really think yep. and um, look through it because um, when you're dedicating that time to a coaching relationship then you're focused in on whatever it is versus the other 10 million things that you've got going yep. on i think yeah
2: you know, another one that has been mentioned again kind of is is somewhat connected to the um their perspective but it's a little different is that there's someone that's typically outside of your organization Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. and so you can that opens you up to be a little more honest and and because you don't feel like you're having to be guarded at all and so mm-hmm. it kind of frees okay. you up to to say what really is on your mind on your heart and and that can be and sometimes just saying that out hearing yourself say that out loud to someone can be um, can 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 spring can cat, cat, cat catalyst can be catapult? a catalyst okay. catapult. Can be a catalyst to, to change actually occurring, um, and I think sometimes you know it, it it's nice to have somebody who's, you know you know, it's especially when you just talk about you know identifying challenges and struggles you know that's always the one of the weirdest questions you get asked in interviews is you know what are your weaknesses yeah. it's like well, yeah. I don't want to take my weaknesses I don't want to think I have any weaknesses I want the job. You know, same kind of thing. If you got, if you're talking to a supervisor, you don't want to talk about. Well, this has been really a hard thing for me because you're you're feeling like you're gonna be judged by them, like you're not being effective in your job, mm-hmm. or in your role. Right. And so, having that outside person that you can be honest with, and not worry about any ramifications of that. Another big word, by the way, ramifications.
1: Ooh, um
2: yeah, uh, I am. He's got the dictionary sitting next. Brought time. my brought my A game. <laughs> me and old Miriam Webster sitting over here having us a good time. <laughs> um. But it can be helpful. I think that's another thing. So cool. Um, yeah. What, what else? Anything else that we need to talk about as far as coaches go that you, in y'all's mind that, that would be, a, I'm always throwing the questions out. Y'all got a good question when you talk about that would be helpful for everybody to hear Are y'all good? Oh, there? I
0: would say if you don't think you need a coach, you probably do. Mm. <laughs> yeah.
2: Well, yeah. Or, or at least if not, if, if not, if you don't want to go that extreme, I think you're right, Caroline, but is who who is pushing you you mm. know and if you if you're not and if you don't feel like you're being stretched um I've told the story on here before of 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 um when when I left the local church and and end up in this position when I, when I currently serve in the conference um that I had become I read a quote in a Francis Chan book that said what have you done lately that was destined to fail without divine intervention? And it really wrecked me. And what I realized after some time of reflection and prayer was that I had become really comfortable. I had really become comfortable in my, and and then I got really uncomfortable with how comfortable I was. And then I needed a, 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 I mean, for me, I needed a career change at that point. I didn't know anything about coaching at that point. That was 12 years ago. I, I made a career change in order to, to, to stretch myself a little more. And so if you feel like you're in one of those spots where you're getting comfortable and it's, and, and it's just easy and you could do it in your own power, then maybe it's time to to see about finding a coach and, and, um, and having and, and see what they can do to help you push yourselves to the next level. Um, and, and I think that's the thing too, that I, and I can, we can end with this, you know, when I talk about coaching, um, you know I'm I, we've, we've talked about here I'm a, I'm a Georgia Bulldog fan and, and so we have a great football coach Kirby Smarts probably the best coach in the country um and depending on and I don't care if you're a Tennessee fan Georgia whatever who your favorite coach is I have never seen a coach a football coach let's use that as an example I've never seen a football coach make a tackle or throw a pass or block another player or or catch a pass or anything they're on the sidelines you know mm-hmm. and they they watch their players now they prepare their players for the game they they evaluate their players after the game and, and do these things but during the game now when they're on the sideline they have a chance to give them little tidbits but they don't ever play the game and so that's another thing i think that you can think about a coaching relationship is if you've got a good coach they're ne- they're not going to be in the trenches with you but they're going to prepare you to be the best version of yourself while you're in the uh, while you're in the game and that's what I would say is another way to think about what a coach looks like. That's I mean, good, Chris. You're more than welcome. That
1: should be like a tagline. That's a tagline.
2: That one. I'm not yeah. sure. That's a long tagline, but I can for sure do. <laughs> I that. I don't
1: know. Do something with it.
2: Absolutely. Um, speaking of coaching, we'll we'll throw this out there. You know, to to the shameless plug here at Cultivate Group, we do offer coaching. And we feel like it's a pretty good value for you as well. Coaches can range in, in, in crazy prices. So check out our website at cultivategroup.org. If you're interested in that, reach out to us. We'll even give you a free session. First session's free. Um, matter of fact, if uh, Laura and I are going to be uh, next week uh, at Youth 23, which if you're a United Methodist and you've got young people and you're going to be at Youth 23 in Daytona Beach next week, uh, we will not be in the, on the beach very much um, we're going to be there representing Cultivate Group, building relationships, and meeting some of you folks. Come by our booth in the, in the exhibit hall and say hi. We'd love to meet you um, and know who you folks are who actually listen to this podcast. But also, if you're a youth leader or volunteer or, or full-time youth leader, part-time youth leader, whatever it is, and you're there on site, we're going to offer free coaching sessions to anyone who signs up. We've got 25 or so slots over two days that You could meet with Laura and I and get a coaching session, it won't cost you a dime. Um, to try to give you some help, uh, with whatever challenges you might be facing in ministry. So, check all those opportunities out and uh,
3: or in life, uh, it just it doesn't have to be about
2: ministry. 100%. 100%. It could be Great life, point. Ab- thanks, Kay. That's a really good point. Yep. Um, I lost my, I have somehow lost my uh, the my, fun uh, fact, my phone. There it is. There it is. Got it. All right. As always, we want to wrap up our time together with a uh, random fact of the week. Uh, this week's uh, random fact has to do with uh, horror movies. Okay. Oh, are you guys big horror movie fans? No. no. I was when I was young. I never not liked anymore. Them. Caroline, do you like horror movies?
0: I don't anymore. I did. So The yeah. 80s were the best horror movies. You know. I agree.
3: I think that's... Yes.
2: I tell you the greatest thing is not that is not horror movies, but that commercial. What's the commercial where the... Kids are all running from the guy with the chainsaws and they all they all want to run back into the house. And the got one guy says, Why don't I just get in that car? It's already cranked up. I'm like, no, 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 no. Let's run into the dark house. Anyway, it makes me laugh. That's what basically 80s horror movies are all about.
1: Yes. Make exactly. really
2: stupid decisions to make sure we get harassed by this horrific character. A
1: bad person. Yes. Um
2: watching watching horror movies before viewing abstract art will enhance the experience.
0: Imagine that.
2: Really? Absolutely. Oh, this yeah. comes from a recent study that proved our reaction towards abstract images improve when frightened. This is especially so for those who are not big fans of the movie genre. So all of us need to make a trip to some. I'm not sure where in the world we can find an abstract art museum. And then since we don't like horror movies, we would get a lot out of watching a horror movie than going to look at abstract art.
3: No, we have to do it first. No, watch the movie and
2: then yes, look watch at the, the movie and go oh. to the art.
3: There's,
2: there's that. some for you. Yeah, Kate, okay. <laughs> that's not that's not abstract though. That's actually nice. I don't know what those are. Yeah. That's Ooh. a little more abstract. Y'all, does anybody pay attention? No wonder my listeners' podcast real over It keeps here. me
3: focused. It it's a me great focused. bunch of
2: ADD people on podcast. <laughs>
3: but this is. We do art sure, Why we do podcasts.
2: You know, I do think that if knowing this fact, if I was ever gonna open a <laughs> just even briefly if I was ever gonna open an abstract art museum, which the chances of that happening are slim and none and slim's leaving town. But if I was, <laughs> yeah. I think I'd put one of those um one of those little video movie theaters, you know, like you know, like don't gotta go like the world of coke or whatever, you watch the history yeah. video. Yeah. I'd put one of those and like show a 15 minute horror movie. So to enhance people's go. experience, right?
1: There you go. Yeah. Then you're selling mis- paintings left and right.
2: So but I fit- want
1: to know how someone even thought
3: of doing this study. Like, how did this even come to any like to- how
2: much money did it cost to do this study?
3: Yeah. Those are good yeah.
0: questions. Invest that money in coaching, folks.
2: There Absolutely. Go. Don't don't go, don't just blow your money. Don't just that's like putting money in a fire. It's just gonna burn up and you're never gonna see it.
3: Like spending oh. your money on a submarine to go look for the Titanic. Yeah. Don't do it, people. That's right. <laughs> don't. don't do it.
2: Um, I had another something I was going to say about that, but anyway, that's my million dollar idea. Although, again, I, did, oh, somebody says you'd sell. But do they sell paintings? Learn They sell a bunch. Do you like sell galleries, paintings? Yeah. Oh. galleries. I don't. I don't. Guys, Not I don't Museums. Know that, I don't galleries. know. That, I don't know that I've ever been to an art museum. <gasps> I, I mean I'm I'm sure I mean I'm sure I have at some point. I just got gasped.
3: <laughs> you you need to come back to Cleveland. We have this amazing, amazing free art museum. Huge.
2: I, I, I would going I would to an art museum you. with me would be very entertaining. I, 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 I don't do. have that. I just don't have that in me. It's just not my I mean. If you I, I mean, went to Paris, you
0: her. would want to go to the Louvre, right?
2: Oh well, yeah, but yeah. yeah, no, I would, but that's, I mean, but that's like, that's a, I don't know, that's, I don't know, I just, I don't, I don't know. I'm just not a museum kind of guy. That's Whatever. Not anyway, it's
1: not high on your list, that's okay. Yeah, it's okay. You you don't have to be.
2: Well, it's okay. Different strokes different folks. I'm good there enough. Go. I'm strong enough. And doggone it, people like me. <laughs> that's, that's right. right. So. Uh, anyway, hope you've enjoyed the podcast. Hope it's been helpful. Um, we encourage you, like you said, find a coach. If it's with the Cultivate Group. Awesome. If it's not, that's okay, too. Uh, we want you to be the best version of you that you can be. We're convinced that coaching is one way to get there. So go find you a coach. Make a schedule. Schedule an appointment um, and see what uh, God might do in the midst of that to, to help you be more fruitful where you are in ministry. And uh, speaking of being fruitful in ministry, be sure to join us again next week on the Cultivating Ministry Podcast. Thanks for listening to the Cultivating Ministry podcast, strategies, resources, and conversations equipping leaders to cultivate healthy ministry environments. If you enjoyed this episode, please be sure to like, rate, and review our show wherever you get your podcasts. We would love to connect with you on social media, so follow Cultivate Group, at C-U-L-T-I-V, the number eight group, on Instagram and Facebook. And check out our website at cultivategroup.org. That's C-U-L-T-I-V, the number eight, group.org. Thanks for listening. See you next time.